and welcome to another podcast. Well, not really a podcast, kind of like a live show yeah. on Twitter. Um, kind of a little thing that I announced later, I mean, early in the day um, in Twitter, kind of saying, you know what, guys, I want to kind of do something where, you know, we just want to have a, have a conversation, you know, get people from the community, kind of have a casual, fun conversation. Obviously, we know, you know, sports are not really going on right now. We have to keep mm. some way entertained. So um this segment is coffee with gadi and yes i am drinking coffee because there's never a wrong time to drink coffee i think somebody gave you some crap on it right they're like hey it's almost 9 p.m or wherever you're at it's never a wrong time so as you can see i have a very special guest my very first guest on coffee with gadi Liso, how are you tonight i am doing good i'm also um i'm drinking it's not coffee um, I don't drink coffee, but I decided to at least keep a mug. And I was just going to, like, sip it maybe once in a while, but I felt like I didn't want to lie to you. So I'm drinking <laughs> orange juice. It's the only thing I could find in my fridge because I don't want to go and get coronavirus. So I'm, like, limiting. So I'm like, if I have to finish all the orange juice or apple juice, so I was going to maybe put some vodka in there, but maybe not. But So orange juice. Can you drinking. order? I can't. Yeah. No, Amazon's probably taking forever right now. Like I don't know. I've been getting my stuff, like – pretty consistent i'll just leave it outside i ordered dog food and it's lost my dogs haven't eaten <laughs> no 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 i went i went to get some food i got some food we're good we're good <laughs> oh that's good that's good um but yeah so you guys are drinking coffee out there join us and some coffee time so we so yes let's let's go ahead and talk about you you know okay. we don't get to we don't get to talk much you know so detailed and you know, know me and you outside things. I'm always hosting. Huh? I'm always the one asking a question. So I was. I'm you, always hosting too. <laughs> see? The host turn it around on you. Turn it around on you. So, you know, let's just quickly talk about, you know, Boom X Nation. Okay. Give me a little rundown of kind of the timeline from the beginning to currently, how you got started, the idea behind it, and just a little, you know, roller coaster throughout to get you to this point. Because you have more than 10K followers on oh, you throw my number out there like ta -ta. <laughs> um i'm almost no we're not there at tom yet tom's i think he's like at 30 something but we'll see um let's see a timeline let me see i want i want i want to bore you with with how long um it's funny because there was i think in like 2009 2010 i started a twitter account called mexican national team no mexico national team it, mexican couldn't fit and uh i just started tweeting in english about mexico like Really dumb. Like, if you go back and see if anybody's watching Mexico national team, look at how bad my tweets are. But it's really like Mexico one two zero, Mexico faces <laughs> Jamaica. Like, you know. And I was just just tweeting it out. I'm like, hey, maybe somebody will like it, right? I think I got maybe like 400 followers or 500 followers with that, like just randomly. And uh, then I, I lost a password. Like, I don't know. I to this day I don't know how to recover that account. And it's Mexico really? national too. It's out there. And uh, I think it was like, I got, I'm like, ah, oh, dang it. I had a lot of followers because back then, you know, that's pre pretty cool. And my whole process behind that, it was that no one was talking about the Mexican national team in English. No one was talking about the Mekis. There was stuff, mm -hmm. there were some websites. There was a few of us, there's a bunch of us on like forums, big nerdy forums that, you know, we talk about Mexico, but not on Twitter where I'm like, Twitter is going to be the one, like the way that people get their information in the future. Like you're not even going to look at the news. You're going to look at Twitter first. You know, yeah. and it's like, and no one's talking about Mexico at all. So maybe, maybe this will kind of, you know, 
kind of like you know, explode. Yeah. yeah. And it, like, a few years later, you know, it's I think it's like 2011. I'm at the I'm at the Geo game with Golasso, and I think after that game, I'm like, man, there's so many people here to speak English at this game. It was in Los Angeles. You know, the, and it was in Pasadena, and I had a huge group of people. And even though obviously Mexico, Spanish, there were a lot of people that, you know, like, just like me, who spoke English, who liked to take their information in English. So got, um, got you know, together with a few friends, uh, specifically Mr. Jolie Aceves, who um, um, he had been writing for Gold.com in the early 2000s. He was a, a journalist um, and covered Mexico for, for a few websites. So we kind of got together and started, you know, just, I'm like, Hey, I'll put this together and we'll do, um, this website food source. It was actually called, it was the source for food Mac for football Mexicano. It kind of kept that source type yeah. of name. It was a mouthful though. Like food source doesn't really like, um, it's not, a, it's, a yeah, it's not like, a, and, you know, even food nation, when I first heard it, when I first came, we got that, I was kind of like, eh, but it was the source of football Mexicano. That's what I kind of wanted. And uh, mm -hmm. back, the website was just really, really small and just, just started blogging about it, just writing about it. And, and uh, through the years, 2011, 2012, 2013, I think 2013 was when um, I think it finally gotten some, some pretty good viewage where like a lot of people were looking at that. And around that same time, that's when maybe Tom Marshall, um, the Mexican soccer show was on podcast form, was just kind of forming in there. And we kind of just kind of came together and, and started, uh, you know, uh, talking to each other on how, hey, let's kind of unite, find a way to, to, to help each other out. Mm -hmm. I think the very first um, year that we started covering and actually going against was 2013 in the qualifier 2013. Awful year to, <laughs> if you remember Mexico in 2013, right? No one was in make it to the World Cup. Yeah. But going to, to Costa Rica, going to, you know, just just trying to see how we can bring that information forward, writing articles. I mean, I, I look back at those articles that I'm writing. I'm like, oh, my gosh, they're so bad. But <laughs> it, it taught me, you know, how to edit. It taught me how to how to write. You know, it, it's it, it just it's a process that you just have to keep on going. Um, 2014, 2015 started kind of taking off, right? Gold cups and we were covering and people wanted this information. And that's when I decided to change the name from Futmex Source to Futmex Nation which would be like a nation of people in the United States and Mexico coming together for one cause, which is, you know, the passion of having Mexican soccer in English. So Food Next Nation was born. Um, you know, we so many different attempts to try to do something cool. Uh, we had Jorge Campos be our president one year, but then he was really hard to work with. He like, just like, yeah, he wouldn't tweet. He doesn't have a Twitter. So he was really cool. He wanted to do it, but then he didn't. Uh, and slowly just, you know, looking, you know, looking for sponsors, looking for people to that that want us to help them out with the mess, their messaging with brands or or different, different things. So kind of just grew into that. And at the same time, um, Food Mex Nation and the Mexican Sox show kind of came together back in like 2014, 2015, where uh, Tom and, and back then was uh, was uh, a few different, you know, naive. There was also Johnny, myself. Jason Markwitz from Soccer Mexicana, Cesar, just all of us just, hey, let's come in and do it instead of a podcast for us, do it live, kind of like what you do, right? Mm -hmm. And then um, just kind of, you know, took off from there. I think a lot of people started realizing it and, and Twitter followers and asking us questions. And it's just been a ride. And it's been it's been really, really cool. Like, just very humbling at the same time where, you know, people come up to you and be like, hey, I listen to you or, or I watched you. Or and the complete opposite is like, you don't know what the heck you're talking about, but at least I listen to you. <laughs> Yeah, so that's kind of the, the, the story and the behind it. 
That's cool. And just kind of, you know, you look back, like you're saying, you're like, whoa, like you've come so much and you've, you got a lot of great people to work with you during the timeline. Mm -hmm. And now it's just going to keep growing, you know? Yeah. 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 That's very, very cool. We saw you at uh, basketball games there uh, back in the, when was that? Maybe like a few years back, right? Yeah. Like only like two, two and a half years ago. Yeah. There you are in a cold, like this, this, uh, I got to get in touch with Kadi. And then, you know, I know you started working, you know, with me and just, it's been a lot, a lot of fun. Amy joined the team. Um, just an amazing person I work with that just does so much in uh, 2015 and just, uh, the, you know, Mexican soccer, food Nation wouldn't be anywhere without, without her. And just, uh, we have Steve Graff, who, who is someone in Baltimore who just loves to write, uh, you know, Tom Harrison, as you know, you know, uh, doing amazing pieces, about research, Jolie. We had so many people that has worked with, with that just as a platform, and and uh, and I think um, I think people, you know, people saw that, and it's it's hard kind of surviving in that, and right now, and what's happening in you know on on websites, but we're we're still here, we're still going. Definitely, yeah, it's crazy, and you know, especially when you know when I joined, and I mean, it's kind of what brought me and Tom together. So dun, it's gonna dun, be a special dun. place in my heart. <laughs> All I know is that, all right, so. it's like they brought, I brought you guys together and I was excited about that. So that was very, very cool. Very true, <laughs> Personal true story. True story. It is, it is a true, true story. story. I was like, hold on a second. Hold on. It was cool. Going Tom, on. You're cool, man. <laughs> that is a good rundown of Food Mike's Nation. Um, now talk to me. We're Pantas Verdes. Come on. You know, yes. we bleed green. Oh. So we cry green. We cry green too. Yeah, we cry green. Talk to me about Leon. Leon, how you grow up? Is it Tina you you grew up with, or is it? Yeah, you know, everybody has a story. I was born in Leon, Guanajuato, in in uh, Colonia Panorama. If you know, it's a little cerro back in in the in the the southern part. I think I don't know where. Um, yeah, uh, Leon, I went to uh, my, my, one of my first memories that I think I remember was at the stadium and the, the World Cup game. Um, and uh, I hit my head on a rail and it split my head open and they had to take me to like the emergency part of the stadium. Just, I just That's like oh my, my biggest memory of, of bleeding and my mom freaking out. And, and uh, How old were you? Do you remember? I was five. I was five years old. So now you guys know my age. So there you go. Yeah, I was five years old back in 1986. Travia, so probably. Um, oh, yeah. I was everywhere. I had so many different uh, yeah, cuts and everywhere. Um, and then af- I just, I, that was like my memory of, of, of like my, one of my very first memories. I know I see pictures and you kind of go, was that my memory or was that a picture? But I vividly yeah. remember the stadium and the loud and me hitting my head and all that. Um, and from then on, it was just, it, it was following, you know, Leon and I went to Colegio Guanajuato, which was like green, you know, was a, that's like the colegio there. And a- we were like a Leon type of, I wasn't part of like the youth academy or anything, but we were Leon too, as far as like our team. Mm-hmm. Um, that in Barcelona, which I know you don't like very much. It was, that was back in the, and that's, that's how I think why I really like Barcelona is because I remember that was our team too. Um, and, uh, but, uh, yeah, Leon has always been, I think, uh, in, in what I remember, my, my, my parents, even though my dad was a big uh, Cruz Azul fan, something about Leon because they were there and my mom. So it was just kind of like everybody in Leon, and as you've seen that everybody goes to the stadium. It's such a small, big city. So mm-hmm. like passion that's there like they're really passionate about and not like any other city that is obviously like regios and 
But I feel like Leon is a very small, big city, but everybody yeah. does go to the games. And like you, you're very, it's rare to find someone that's not a Leon fan in a family if they live in Leon. Where other places, you can have other, you can be a Chivas fan and live in many different cities, right? Or you can yeah. be, but that specific team, probably Regios are, are, are like that too, right? You're not going to find that many, but you're going to find Americanistas and Chivas, Chivistas. So everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, you know, Leon, uh, right before I came to the United States, they were, were really, really good. I think they lost. No, they won. Uh, they beat Puebla, I think in 91. I think I remember was one of my last, my last, uh, like big game. Like this is my team finally winning a championship. That's like very first team winning something. So, yeah. So then after that, then the demise, I was kind of in the U S and I kind of just like, man, I was devastated at Liga Mekis. You didn't see a lot of Liga Mekis when you're in the U S in the nineties, you know, you mm -hmm. had to either find a way to get it. Univision was, or Telemundo Univision barely started, so I didn't get to see a lot of it. And specifically, you know, whenever they got they descended, it was kind of like where to go. It was hard to try and look for games. I remember yeah. my uh, my uncle; he would find this like weird dodgy stream, yeah. and like you know, when Leon was in the final, let kind of let us know, you know, what was going on. But yeah. it was really hard back back then, especially during those ten plus years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, you'd see that there'd be in the in uh, uh, those games against Cholos, right, or the or the game, you know, those really really good games, and you're, and you're like, how do you how do we watch them? Who's talking about them? How do we get that information? So, it kind of stinks because you didn't see you didn't see them all until they came back. Until you know, we're like, yeah. look at this team, look at the you know, look at the what came, and then bam, you know, final and winning, and then the double championship and being competitive. It was just kind of like, all right, finally, one of my teams is doing something. Because so, and you know, now now kind of seeing what what's what's happening it's like we're like that very small team that uh that wants to be big but you know does does contend but it's still mm -hmm. a small team you know but yeah so definitely i think it, i mean you know like you said there's a lot of passion in that city and i know when you know when i step into that stadium i just feel like a rush through my body like <laughs> i am just i fall in love with the stadium all over it because it's the atmosphere and the people and i know you were there recently for the lafc so talk to me about just the atmosphere like is it something that you have to definitely obviously you know everybody's saying yeah la porra de tigres yeah la porra yeah. you know but i feel like leon kind of being biased but they just it's just different it is it is different. and i've been to many stadiums and you know and Obviously, at, you know Chivas in a classical game, and you're there, and it's it's a very different. I think because Leon is such a old, it's such an old stadium, mm -hmm. and everyone just comes at you, and it's in the middle of the city, like it's 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 in the center of the city. So mm -hmm. if you look at you know the Chivas Stadium in your Azteca, or if you leave, even look at you know el, uh, the ones in in Monterrey, those teams, you know, they're not in the middle of the city where you're in the center and you can just walk to the stadium. Like it's, they're almost outside, which, you know, Leon's getting a new stadium and it's not going to be like that anymore. But yeah. I feel like I'm, um, while we were there, everyone just comes from all over place, all over the place. Um, and it's just, it, it's, it's, it's something that like, maybe because also because of security, because you can just enter in from anywhere. I don't know if anywhere. you felt, not like there's one gate and you're in there. No, anybody like, like mm -hmm. when the players are coming in, then that's when like you know people can walk in there. Like I, no one asked me for a for a press pass or anything. Like I felt almost like, man, hopefully nothing happens. You know, not that it was not that it was peligroso or anything, but you're just like it can come from anywhere. So I think that adds to the excitement of so many people packing in. And then once mm -hmm. you're inside, it's so open, right? Yeah, it's, 
you you come in from the bot from the bottom you're at the bottom and then you go up instead of coming in from the middle and down or or in other ways which is something you don't see very often in stadiums right you either go to your level but it's because it's such an old stadium you yeah know, it really is it's 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 a good thing and a bad thing it creates this great atmosphere where it's not that many people can fit but because it's it's it just it's just one row all the way up right it's not like mm-hmm. you're coming through the middle that you're able to hear so i think the atmosphere there the porra, obviously, that's there. And then the people that are proud of, you know, the game, that you're going to see the stories of, okay, we lost, but we're going to applaud the winner, right? It, it, you know, mm-hmm. it's, I feel that Leon always tries to bring in something extra outside of the game, with the, whether it's clapping for the winners, whether it's keeping LAFC fans safe, whether, you know, it's so, I, I feel like it's a little different. We're probably a little bit biased because of it. But nobody hates Leon. Like very rarely do people go, I hate Leon. And even though we've won a lot of champ, you know, seven championships yeah. as much as Tigres. But you're never yeah. gonna hear, oh man, I hate him. I hate him because of this, 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 this. Um, and uh, you know, people say they people hate, you know, Chivas, America, Cruz Azul, because of their fans. Like, you ever met bad Leon fans? No, not really. I know Gotti talks a lot of crap, you know, but at the same time, it's like you're gonna hate her. So a good example i mean yeah you know what i don't i don't get a lot of people like saying like you know out like hey i hate leon but i do i do feel like sometimes they really underestimate you know or they don't give them the but the props that they need at times Mm -hmm. so i think that kind of gets to me which i'm like you know what yeah (laughs) but it's better to be i feel like it's better like be that way and then you can just sneak up and be like oh you know leon's got a good team when we're good we're really good when we're bad we're really bad so we're never in this like oh we're just you know a good team we're not Toluca right we like won a ton of championships and then you know you had the really good games but then you know dropped yeah. off um, so the hunt for being the best fifth you know the, the uh, you know top five you know it's still there Leonian just quietly has it and if they get another title that's eight you know that's so it's Cruz Azul. So it's, uh, yeah. I feel like, you know, we don't get the respect, but I kind of like that because everyone kind of underestimates us um, until they go, Leon's got a really good team and uh, they're playing yeah. the best football. And then, you know, we lose final to do this. So whatever. Yeah. Well, let's not, let's not go to that. Cause <laughs> I'm going to have to switch, you know, my coffee out for something else. Um, but all right. Enough of Leon, enough of our, you know, Panza Verde attitude. Let's talk about Russia. Um, I know there was a very interesting, entertaining timeline that you did tweet out of like a full thread of everything that happened, which I really enjoyed. And I know you, me and you have talked personally about some of those stuff, but talk to me about, you know, that memorable one that I'm always thinking about when you got (laughs) stuck in the middle of the road in Russia. Uh, You didn't know what to expect when it came to Russia. I mean, it sounds like, you know, when we were planning the trip, Amy and I were like, all right, expect the unexpected. Like she makes fun of me because, you know, we would leave five hours before a flight. We took like 30 flights. Like it was just so much, it's so big. So to get to like, you know, you you had to take like four different flights and they're small planes. And it's like, let's leave five hours before we lose our flight. What happens if we get stuck? We just, I was a big worry bug about that, of our planning. So there's Amy waking up super early, but like it's five hours before we, so, but one of the things that I always talk about is just transportation because the Ubers, there were Ubers there, but just imagine you're calling an Uber, you, you don't know the language. So you have to use Google translate 
And then, you know, and you see the Uber come and it's a taxi and you're like, yeah, I called an Uber, you know, I'm, you know, you're showing them this is, you know, me. And then he's like, no, 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 I am the Uber. Like, I also do a taxi. <laughs> like, So that was, you're like, am I getting in the right car? Like, what if you, what if someone. What if did, they rob you? Yeah. What if like, they, like, kidnap you? I'm like, calm down. Because we saw that if something, if like, there was like a news story that if anybody did anything to tourists, like they disappear. So it kind of kept <laughs> us a little bit quiet. Like there was no crime towards tourism because. Putin like made people disappear if if there was a word out. So we're, I guess that gave us a little bit of safety. But yeah, we'd get in these like cars or or taxis or trucks. And uh, one of the stories was a cool guy that we just using Google Translate. He he shows us his family right in like the phone. Talk to my family. And we're talking to his family like hi, how you doing? And all of a sudden he's just driving, and he and he just like, oh. And then I'm like, hey, you know, what's up? And I just see the car just slow down. This is in the middle of Moscow, like, slow down. And he goes, you drive. Like, he just, I guess maybe he knew the words. He goes, you drive. He looks at me and goes, you drive. And I'm like, what? I can't drive. And Amy's like, what is happening? He gets out of the car and he's like, gas. And then we see, like, the gas station maybe, I don't know, like 300 feet or something like that. Uh, but there was a gas station coming up. And I get in the front and I start driving. And he starts pushing the car. And there's cars passing us and i it was just a moment of like yep this is this is it this is this is fun and uh I'm like, all right well i'm not gonna stay here i'm like amy drive and i'm like i get back there and i have to obviously document it so i'm documenting it i'm, I'm showing it here we are we're pushing it in there and we push it to a gas station um and uh you know he was so embarrassed and he was just like i'm so sorry uh i mean i, I couldn't even communicate into what happened like the you would run out of gas maybe the the little you know you couldn't tell or anything but he was a super super nice guy so he was uh, super apologetic he finally got us to our destination that happened one time the following like week we were in, uh i think rostov and going to the airport boom a tire and uh yeah we had a flat tire so the guy's like oh no and he stops on the side of the road and we're just like well good thing we only have we still have four hours to make it to our to our our plane so yeah then we had we had a flat tire and instead of fixing it he called he called a taxi for us and the taxi came and and then took us to the airport transportation was something that we we're like you know uh it was it's a little scary but there were a lot a lot of cool stories um i had a, a guy who was very serious driving us and he didn't say a word but at the end he goes you know he goes rrr, rrr, rrr. he talks in russian and gives it to me and it's like i want to give you a gift and I'm like, okay. Oh no. <laughs> and he takes off his necklace. And he's like, here, it's a patron of something, something. Like, you know, and 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 he's like, you know, where thank you for coming to my country. And uh, he's gonna keep you safe. And it's like this, like, I don't know, I don't even know what it was. It was like, and um, I'm like, thank you. And it, it was it's stuff like that, how you don't hear about Russia being people that are very welcoming because why would you hear it here in the United States? But everybody that we met, you know, a lot of people in Russia were just amazed to meet us or they were really helpful or they're really friendly. Um, time and time again, we saw that. One time our hotel didn't open at, you know, it was like it was like midnight and the hotel was closed. Like we knocked on the door of the hotel and it was like no one's opening the door. The person left to go home. And we're like, we have our bags. Who we arrived. That? Exactly. Like, like, you know, you had to expect, but, and there was these kids just kind of waiting. And I talked about this on one of the social shows. These kids just waiting in a motorcycle, like 15 year old kids. I'm like, oh man. And they saw us and they're like, hey, are you okay? And, and Google Translate again. 
they went to find someone that knows the owner and they stayed with us for a couple hours and translate that we need to get in. They finally opened the door, like stuff like that. Like we were, we were in a situation and thank you to people that were like helping. I mean, you saw somebody standing outside with some bags at 12 o'clock in the midnight. You're probably not going to help them regardless yeah. where you're at. But um, if there's anything, I felt like Russian people were very, very um, welcoming. And the coolest part is that they've never seen Latinos before. So they were like, wow, like who, you know, it's like they're, they've never seen our dark skin color, hair, our dark hair. Color. We're like, you know, that's why like, man, for all those single guys that went to Russia and the Russian girls that were just like looking at you. I mean, you had people looking at you like, why is she staring at me? Why is this like supermodel on the train staring at me in Latin, like, you know, smiling at me? This doesn't happen. And yeah. they're just kind of like, I've never seen someone like you before. You know, it's and because yeah. they don't travel, you know, so it, it was it was just the aside from the amazing of what soccer was visiting a country that probably you'll never go to was mm -hmm. really cool. So stories like that. Yeah. Happened to many people. So tell me about just La Invasión Mexicana in Russia. Like, how was that? Did it feel like you were just, you know, in no, Mexico no. at no, time? No, was it? it? It was you. You saw. <laughs> You saw when Mexico, you know, we like to tell everybody we're Mexican at every moment of the day. So no matter where we're at, we're going to say I'm Mexican and I'm going to have my like, hey, I beer. I'm Mexican. I'm Mexican. You would. You would. Or, you know, we would. Um, el, el, sorry to say, this madre, everywhere. The sun would go down at 11 p.m. and they would come up at 2. So you're staying up and you're like, well, it's already the next day. Like we were just, you didn't sleep. So it was like finally 11 a.m. and you're dying, but you know you have to cover a game or whatever. Um, yeah. You know you you would find that's the cool thing about, and maybe this is getting too personal about going to World Cups or going to places where you're going to see more Mexicans that are not from, you know, Mexico or the United States, is that you're proud to be Mexican. And sometimes when you're in the United States, you wear a big sombrero, or you know you're people are going to say something, or why are you guys all coming together? You know, and it, and it, it is it's cool to that when you're out, people come up to you and be like, that is so awesome that you're from Mexico. It doesn't yeah. happen very often. I live in Arizona and people that doesn't happen here, you know, and, and yeah. maybe it happens in California, but, or um, the only other place I maybe felt like was in New York, meeting other people from not, not from the U S but a lot of people aren't like, what you're from Mexico. Oh my gosh. Can you sing? Like for some reason, everybody thinks Mexicans can sing um like that was that's kind of the thing and, and kind of thinking i'm like actually yeah you know what we all kind of do sing or something but um but that that's the cool thing about it meeting a ton of people from all over the world that were like this is so cool we can't wait to meet the mexican fan base um yeah. you know because we're loud and we like to to, to party and we're you know the las porras. las porras but i feel like yeah. las porras but i feel like you know argentina that's like those guys and have millions of porras for like the, the the hour of the day about one specific player, like Mexicans needs to step up the porras game because they have for everybody they'll have a a, a porra for you know a chant for 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 every single one of their players, you know. Yeah. So Argentina, I was saying, but I I would think the the fan base that took like everybody was Peru. It was the first World Cup, and you know it was like they were just dancing everywhere, just happy, even if they didn't win any games or and I don't even remember. If they did or not, um, but uh, the peruanos, our, our friends, were just ecstatic to be there. You know, you know. Yeah. So I, I thought that was kind of kind of cool. But yeah, the Latinos always take over when it comes to to uh, 
to World Cups. Like we all just come together. Somebody's got some, you know, in the middle of the square dancing and salsa, merengue, cumbia, and you just it. There's all the Latinos. It feels like the Europeans are like, ah, oh, están todos Latinos coming together and just el desmadre que se hacía. Uh, in the middle of the thing, you know, and beer was running out. So then they went to liquor and, and finding whatever. It, it's just, it's a party, but you feel like the closeness with everybody, even though you've never met them because, you know, you're, you're passionate about, about football. So you have to find a way to go. That is yeah. awesome. Russia Adventures for We Saw and Welcome. Russia Adventures for sure. <laughs> and just, we thought to end this I don't know what to call it yet. This segment, I guess. Okay. So it's just a series of questions towards the end. First, all right. All right. What are you currently watching on Netflix right now? I just got finished watching Tiger King. So it was awesome. Um, so I'm always looking You're at it. So like, twisted. It was awesome. Like, I felt like it came out on Thursday and I already finished it by Friday. I'm like, why isn't anyone talking about this? I'm like, no one's talking about this. Am I the only one? Am I, am I this lonely that this is so good? And no, now it's kind of like blew up. Um, yeah. But I feel like I'm watching, I'm always watching like four or five shows that are on repeat. Now they took a friends, they took away friends. So, mm -hmm. you know, the office is always on like, there's nothing to watch. So I'll watch the office. Um, I've never watched Better Call Saul. So I think I'm going to start that for, okay. for those. So um, I'm kind of in between looking for one for, uh, I finished The Pharmacist. If everybody knows it's a documentary, I love documentaries, love documentaries. So when I've seen it. I haven't watched watch it, but I've seen the trailer. It starts here and it ends completely somewhere else. Like it's very, yeah, it's kind of, um, okay. so yeah. So th those are the types of shows that I kind of like just thinking shows that, uh, and then uh, there's so not necessarily watching anything right now. So I'm looking for suggestions. Okay. Anybody have any suggestions? Feel let free to let we so know. Um, okay. Second question. Favorite Mexican player. Favorite Mexican player. Um, there is, I have like a, like a closeness I feel with Andres Guardado, um, okay. because of the way he used to play. I used to, I used to play almost, you know, in the same position. So I you remember had the same hair too. I had the same hair too. So I, it's funny because I was, I had long curly hair. If anybody finds a picture of me back there, I think I posted a while back. It's like long curly. And there's actually yeah. a picture of an Atlas jersey that I have on. Cause I was, I, my team was, um, Atlas when I was playing indoor. And we were at last, and I had like the whole curly hair. I was 20 pounds lighter. Like it's, you know, it's, it's like, that's, that was, I wanted to be one of those. That was like around 2005. I saw him debut. Um, I think Ochoa and Guardado debuted the same game, which was against, um, I think Hungary maybe. Uh, and uh, in 2004, 2005, somewhere around there. And I remember watching that kid and I'm like, dude, that he's so good. Like this guy is going to be amazing. What he was trying to do at such a young age and yeah. um, and then you know watched Atlas game the golazos he would score on Ochoa. I just I, for me it was like even though there's Cuauhtémoc, there's Rafa, there's all these great like you kind of see a player that you want to be like, and then you start you have that attachment too. Attachment. Yeah, and I saw him kind of like you know come up and uh, and he was given a time. Then I saw him in 2006 in the World Cup. This little kid, you know, it was Cristiano Ronaldo, Messi. And it was Andres Guardado for the young under 21, I think. Like, you know how they give an award at the World Cup for the young best young player? Like, yeah, it was who to watch out for. Like, these are the teams. And I remember, oh, yeah, there's Messi. Oh, yeah, there's Cristiano Ronaldo. And then, you know, Andres Guardado was in that conversation of young players to watch at this World Cup. Um, seeing him all, what he's done with the Mexi with Mexico, 
and then being the captain, you know, and I feel like for me, it, he is respectful. He's never in, you know, trouble. He's a family man. He's never been in the, in the, in, in the, in the drama and the craziness of, it never got to him. You've never seen what that would be like, oh, he's a jerk or never with the fans. Like he's just, a person that I've always respected as a player outside, inside. And I kind of followed his career from the very beginning until, you know, he's still there. So um, that would be like my, my favorite player, I would say, Mr. Andres Principito Guardado. Principito. Favorite taco. Favorite taco. Let's see. So I am, a lot of people don't know this and you put me on the spot. I, I've, I've been a vegetarian for four or five years now, just health choice and big animal advocate. I have nothing against anyone eating tacos. I mean, I look at that and they, they're delicious. So for me, I would have to say like a, a taco with nopales, with hongos. Like there's some really good veggie tacos out there. And yeah, I get there not, is like flor de calabaza. Flor de calabaza. Like you can, the vampiro tacos, which is like the cheese on them. Like you can, and then you put mm -hmm. the sauce. Like, those are, those are like really good, you know, no, especially nopal. I love nopal, right? Oh, um, yes. Sorry, it's not a, uh, you know, I would have to go with maybe cochinita back in the day or, or, uh, or it's, but, uh, but yeah. So No, have, but there's still great options for like, yeah, yeah no, I, I think a lot of people go, how can you do it? it? Right? How, I mean, it's tacos, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's the sauces and the flavoring and, and all that that really makes it. If you don't sure. have a good salsa, you don't have a good taco. Yeah, you can have the best meat if you don't have a good salsa. No, but for me, it's like, so, yeah, um, there's some good ones here in Phoenix. Some, but uh, even in Mexico or Guadalajara, they have just amazing veg vegetarian food. So that's something that a lot of people don't know. So there you go. That's how we go with my go. Favorite beer. Favorite beer? I feel like I connect with things and then I stick with it. And it might yeah. not be the best of beers, but the very first beer I ever bought and I drank was a Dos Equis. Like I just said, like that was my very first one. And I actually like took money out. I'm like, can I get one of those? And so I think the connection is there. I don't think it's a good, I don't think it's an amazing beer, but I don't it's know. A, why. It's a good beer. Yeah, I like I it. Know. I'm gonna go, hey, if I'm at a restaurant, I'm gonna give me those seconds. Like, that's just so I'd have to say that's the most I've, I drank. There's some beers out there. There's one um, called Kilt Lifter that I really like here in in in, um, in, in Arizona. That's by Four Peaks. But if I have to say Dos Equis, it's just because it was cool buying a beer for the first time, you know, and, and I did it and it was it was cool. This is actually it was in Mexico. I went to Mexico to for a, for a I think it was like 18, and I'm like, oh, I could buy beer. I can't buy beer in the United States. I can do it here. Here you go. So I was so excited. Fun stories. Those eggies. And last question. Favorite city or state you visited in Mexico? Favorite city or state? Um, outside of Leon, because I love going back and I love seeing it. I would have to say Guadalajara. Guadalajara is is you can find just uh the history of, of Mexico, you know, those cantinas, those very old cantinas. Mm -hmm. Um and uh, then you can also see you know, the new, all, uh, you know, the all kind of like the up and coming, kind of like a, I'd have to say like tech, techie, very, you know, new age. So I love Guadalajara. Mm -hmm. I think every time we go to Guadalajara, I have an amazing time. Mexico City is great. Like when I went to Monterrey is really cool, but there's something about Guadalajara that I, I, I would have to say it's definitely my, my favorite, that no matter what, it can go anytime and be like, oh, I'm going to have an amazing time. So, yeah. Awesome. I need to go sometime soon. Yeah. It's so close. It's only like, $18 from Leon, like you just get on Primera Plus and you'll be there in like an, an two hours. It's comfortable. Yeah. Next.
That's what I love doing. Oh, I love yeah. going to Guadalajara, going to Leon, and then I always fly into Guadalajara and find a, a you know a, a night or two to stay there before I go to Leon. So you have to do that. I will. I definitely will. Well, we so I thank you so much for this. Thank coffee you with Gary um thank you for everybody that uh has been interacting with us we have Ali Salah put a thumbs up thank you yeah. for liking it we have osb 92 saying arriba el ame uh, no answer. comment um <laughs> uh we have rigo saying karina virus hey that should be a new a new word karina virus <laughs> that's what tom that's what tom harrison got he, he got the, the karina virus he's so silly <laughs> Um, idiot, te quiero soccer, tacos de sudados, or we we black coche, and then we have Victor Araiza saying those equis, like a beer and tea. There you go. So, cool, cool, um, cool, cool. but yeah, thank you guys for joining us on this first episode of Coffee with Patty. Yes. And our first guest was We So. So, I hope you guys enjoyed our little uh chit chat for tonight and i'll definitely have multiple guests so yeah. i won't stay until you have to join live so i have a, so it's always a surprise a it's always a surprise oh, i just cool. tweeted like a mysterious picture like no one knew it was gonna be you until you popped up so cool cool cool. there you go um, thank you so but much, yeah guys buddy. thank you for watching thank you Wiso, so much and hopefully we can get you i need to get you on the lines and podcast yes definitely yes. please okay our I'll schedules have been kind of Kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, there's not anything I'm Mickey, so maybe we're gonna come back. Definitely. When we come back. All right, guys. Have a All good right. night. Thanks for joining, and Bye, guys. stay tuned.